The title of the message today is Genuine Repentance Cures Worldliness. Now James wants the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad, he wants them to increase in their intimacy towards God. And so that's what he's been trying to do. He's been trying to align the church more to get blessed by God. And as the words came forth today, that's what basically, you know, uh, there was, they were saying. Uh, we gave you some goals for 2009. And one of the goals, they, I put them in your bulletin again. One of the goals that we had was to increase our intimacy with God. And so uh, we gave you seven priorities to memorize because we said we want you to use those as guides to direct your devotional life because a lot of people don't know, well, what do I do during this devotional time? You know, um, and do I just read? Do I do a, one of these Bible studies? Um, Daily bread, countless Bible study, what do I do? And so the seven priorities, they will guide you. And we said in those seven priorities, uh, if you would include most of them, then you would enhance your devotional time with God. And I uh, need to ask some volunteers, not the ones that I've already called, uh, but some volunteers to come up. Because uh, I want to question you a little bit about some of those um, goals that I've put forth. Who would like to volunteer uh, to let the congregation know that you are right on target? You are, you know, really in sync with leadership. You're doing what was asked of you. You have a heart towards God to be uh, submissive to leaders, you know. Uh, who wants to volunteer? Did I see your hand? <laughs> I don't know how you would guess. I was just kidding with it. Anybody? Any guess? Okay. No one wants to volunteer. Okay. Let me, let me bring up the, uh, the, the ones I called in. Uh, how, how about the ones I've already called on? Uh, would you come up for, for me, please? Now, the, the people that I call, these are some of the ones I'm working with in 501 class. Um, and, yeah, all of them are in the 501 class. Uh, so they're supposed to, they, 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 they know about accountability, so they don't get bent out of shape when I, when I call them and tell them to come up. And sometimes I tell them to bring their family because... Uh, you're supposed to be teaching your children, is that correct? Okay. All right. Good enough. Okay. Um, first of all, we need those seven priorities. Okay. Uh, let's have you say them first, okay? Praise, worship, prayer, reading and studying the Word of God, medi- um, memorization and meditation, confession, sharing. Good. Praise God, okay? Now, now this is one of the teenagers, and, and I wanted... Um, some some little ones that come up because see most people think so well well you know if I have some little bitty ones they 
there's no way in the world they're going to memorize that stuff, you know. And so uh, we have two little ones here, and they are ready to uh, share with you what they have been learning uh, in those things also. Are you all ready, boys? Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Praise the giving, worship, prayer, reading, study the word, memorize the Take and share. Woo! Go ahead on. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, uh, so so the kids can go to their, their class now. Let's hear one of your scriptures because we, we we told y'all to memorize one scripture per month. Is that correct? One per month. So you should be on scripture number ten. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's hear one of your scriptures. Um, Psalm 111, praise the Lord, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works and given them the heritage of the nations. Wow. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead on. <laughs> Wow. My goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. She's going to have to quote the whole book. <laughs> okay, Isaiah, Isaiah 53, 1 through 6. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. Um, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our sorrows and carried our griefs. Yet yet we esteemed him smitten, stricken of God, and afflicted. That is good. Let's give her a hand. Wow. My goodness gracious. Second okay. Peter one twenty one for the pros- for the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Wow! Praise God! Good, 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 good hand. Okay, let's hear this young man here. Okay, I picked a very large verse to memorize for today. Uh, 11, uh, John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. <laughs> I have John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Praise God. Go it on. Okay. Psalms 119.11, for I've hidden the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against him. Okay. <laughs> Exodus 9.26, uh, in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel lived, there was no hell. Good. Praise God. Psalms 84.11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord God will bestow favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold for those who walk blameless. Praise God. Working on Matthew 5, uh, Jesus uh, saw the crowds approaching and he went up on a high mountain and sat down. And afterwards his disciples came to him. And he began to teach them. And he opened his mouth and began to teach them. And he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be receive mercy. 
Blessed are those who are pure in spirit, for they should see God. Blessed are those. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Praise God. Give them a hand. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Now, I have my last meeting that we had. They had to go around and, and quote all nine that they had to memorize. So, uh, accountability is very important, isn't it? If you're not accountable, what usually happens is that you get a little slack. You know, I do, you do. You know, most of the time we, we just don't do it. You know, unless they're accountable. If a teacher tell you, "I'm not going to give you any tests, just come to class," and I'm going to fail you if you don't come. You know, that's all you have to do is come to class and pay attention. You do that, and you won't study like you should because there's no test. You know? Most people are like that. Not all, but most people. Now, today I'm going to give you a jump start on your scripture memorization because I know that, I know that some of you have, have all 10 memorized. Some of you have all 12 memorized. I know that. Uh, and you're just shy. You don't want to come up and uh, say anything. But there are probably some who might not have gotten started yet for whatever reason. They might have been sick the whole time, you know. I don't know what the situation may have been. But, you know, uh, they might not have. So today, as we go through the scripture, we're going to, the scriptures that we go over today, I want you to memorize today. Okay? And I'm going to feel the liberty to call on somebody at the end of the message for you to give me the scriptures that we've gone over. All right? So don't go to sleep. Don't pass notes, you know, uh, teenagers. And uh, make sure you are listening because it's very important. Now, let's start with James 1.16. Okay, James 1.16. Now, this is a very easy one. And you might say, well, why would we memorize this one? Because, see, it's in James. I've, I like for people... To, if we're going through James, we've been through, uh, I guess about 10, 10 or so weeks of James so far. And if you're hearing it over and over again, if you're studying it because I asked you to read it, you know, meditate on it, you will start memorizing some of what's going on. I've told you last week that why don't you start trying to put in some type of outline form what James is talking about so that when you are t- talking to somebody at work, when you are going through some things, you can just start quoting the scripture uh, that, that, that God has already uh, showed you because the Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance those things that he has said to us. And God has said to us. So, so if you're studying it, all of a sudden it just comes right back to you because you've been meditating on James. So in James 1.16, it's a pretty easy one. And uh, I don't know what version you're reading out of, but let's uh, go probably out of the NIV. Uh, that, that's a good version to go out of. Now, the King James might say, don't err. Uh, another verse said, don't, um, it, it might tell you, that, you know, don't be deceived. So we're going we're gonna to go on the NIV for this verse. And it's, it goes, I think it's up there on, the, on the board. Let's just read it together. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. And he said, now, why would I want to memorize that? That's, that's why I like Jesus' wealth, you know? Uh, but, but, you know, especially those who are parents, you know, you can, um, you've been to situations, and also uh, co-workers. 
you know, sometimes they, they, they are talking to you about certain things. You know, you, you can tell, say, it, uh, don't, be, don't be deceived, uh, Susie. Uh, you know, you can't get away with not doing what, you know, our, our, our boss says to do. There are going to be consequences, you know. How many of you think that your children can, can hear that word? Don't be deceived. If you do what I told you to do, God's going to bless you, you know. Don't be deceived. If you do what I told you not to do, there are going to be some consequences. You know? So don't be deceived. And my, my dear brethren, uh, my dear brothers, King James on uh, New American Standard might say brethren, but th- my dear brothers, you don't have to basically use that because when you're talking to people, you're not probably going to say my dear brothers or my dear sister. You, know? uh, you can just say don't be deceived, Susie. Don't be deceived, John. Yeah. So put it in your own words, but you know the scripture. That's First, that's James chapter 1, verse what? 16. And it says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers, okay? Now, let's go on to uh, the, the message today and in, in, in what we we'll, want to do. Last Sunday, we, we talked about uh, basic deliverance from uh, the chaos of passions. That was in the first part of chapter uh, 4. We went down through verse 6. And what's happening here, James is telling them, I don't want you to be deceived, brothers. And sisters, I don't want you to be deceived, see? Because you have to understand that God is requiring more of us than just to be called Christians. We need to be walking the Christian walk, not just talking the talk. So he's been saying that through all the, 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 the parts that we've been going over. You know, in chapter 2, you know, he talked about uh, one of the things, he, and he said, uh, you know, you got to not be partial. You can't be partial to the people coming into your congregation, you know, the rich and the poor, you know, and you tell, tell them the rich to sit here in this nice seat, the poor sit at my foot. You can't do that, you know. Um, he, he's also told us about, in, uh, in, in chapter 2, he told us about the sin of uh, having, saying you have faith, but you don't have any works whatsoever, you know. You're saying you're apple tree, but there are no apples. Yeah, you got thorns coming off. So he, he's covered that in chapter 2. In chapter 3, it talked about the sins of the tongue. And so he's trying to straighten them out. He also, in chapter 3, he talked to them about the pleasures uh, uh, that, that wage war in, our, in a man. That's chapter 4. He talked about, in chapter 3, also about bitter jealousy and uh, envy and uh, selfish ambition because what was going on is that that they were looking at this wisdom and listening to this wisdom from beneath, which is the earth and natural and demonic. And he said you got to be conscientious of the wisdom from above. And in chapter 4, of course, we went over last week about um, the pleasure that waged war in our, in our members. And it says don't be friends with the world. If you try to be friends with the world, you're going to become an enemy of God. It leads us right into uh, chapter 4, verse 7. But I'm going to start... In a little further up, let's start at verse 4. Let's review that. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Then it goes on and says, but God gives, in verse 6, God gives greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And today... We're picking it up right in verse 7. And verse 7 says, 
submit yourselves to God. And if you do it in, 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 in the uh, NI, NIV, uh, basically it, it puts themselves in it. New American Standard, uh, they don't put themselves in it. It's just to submit to God. Um, and therefore you get submit therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. But in the NIV, that's one of our scripture memorizations for today. Let's read it together. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now we're going to take out then. Or if you read out the New, New King James or anything, it said therefore. Take out therefore because I want you to personalize it. I want you to be able to use it. And usually you're not going to say uh, submit therefore to God because they're not going to, therefore, therefore, why, therefore? Uh, so that's there for us because of what went on before that. But when you're talking to other people, when you're trying to use it, when you're trying to personalize it, you take out some of the words that, that doesn't change in the meaning, meaning of it. So we're going we're gonna to say, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay? So that's the scripture memorization. The first one, we say it was in first, in the first verse, first chapter, 16 verse, and what does that say? Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Okay? This one, submit to God, submit yourselves to God, and resist the devil and he will flee. Okay? Now, are we ready to keep going? Okay, you got two, two memory verses now. Pay attention. It's very important. Okay? Now, listen, when it says submit to God, what is it talking about? Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to really... Understand what James is trying to tell the church here. See, he's laying, he's he's laying out here for this church uh, of the of the scattered, the twelve tribes are scattered abroad. He's laying out for them a beautiful picture of repentance. That's what he's laying out. And this repentance now is in seven steps, and you can make it more than that, but I chose to make it seven, okay? Because uh, we're going to put some together. Uh, but it, we, we're talking about seven steps towards repentance. It's very important. He's just finished telling us now. In chapter 2, he talked about what now? You remember I went over it first? Didn't I go over it? Okay. In chapter, t- <laughs> in, in chapter 2, you know, it talked about partiality, right? Didn't it talk about partiality? Okay. Okay. What does it talk about in chapter 2? Faith. Without works is dead, okay? Chapter 3, sins of the tongue, okay? Also, in chapter 3, he also told them about the wisdom from above versus wisdom from uh, beneath. And we know the wisdom from beneath, basically uh, the earthly, sensual, demonic, is when you start having jealousy, bitter envy, and when you start having strife in your family, in your household. That wisdom is not from above. It's from Beneath, demonic, okay? Natural, sensual. And in chapter 4, we said that uh, we know that wars start happening, waging war for, we, uh, among your own members because we are having pleasures. We want to do things that uh, uh, is not right to do, and, and, and the Spirit of God is trying to lead us one way. We're trying to go another way, and there's a war within us. And so he says that you know, we don't want that. We are, we become materialistic. You know, we live in a world that, uh, everything becomes sensual. You know, whether it's an automobile, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they, they're going to try to present this autom- automobile in such a way that it looks so good. It, it, it does everything for you. And, and they're going to try to sell it the best way they can. 
and it's going it's always appealing to your senses to your natural tendencies not to the spirit of god not to the spirit realm i don't care what they kind of trying to sell I don't care whether you're watching games, whether it's like professional games, they're going to have bill commercials, they're going to have all that. They're going to try to make, make, make it so that you cannot believe that you can't, how you going to have fun and you don't not drinking beer, you know? So they, they got, man, they got these ads then, you know, everybody's looking like they're having fun, you know? They don't have ads where people are in, in rehab. They don't have those ads, you know? <laughs> don't have those ads. But you got to have sense enough to know that that's where it's going to lead to a lot of people, you know? So now we're, we're realizing that I can't be a friend of the world. I can't be materialistic. I can't be, you know, uh, uh, so concerned about this secular stuff and what's going on in the world, you know, and trying to uh, be like the world and, and like I'm a camouflage and everything. Uh, you know, I can't be like that. I, I have to stand out from the world. I'm supposed to be like a city that's on a hill. I'm supposed to be like a, a light in, in darkness. I can't be like everybody else. And if you're like everybody else, you're doing everything that everybody else is doing, then you are who James is talking about. Okay? So he's, he's saying this is a seventh step towards repentance. The first thing that you have to do is submit to God. Submit to God. And that word, Greek word, is a word that tells you that you have to, you have to really be under, under in an orderly fashion. Hupo is always mean under, under, and stasis always mean basically that uh, it's in an orderly fashion. It's the same word, basically it's used for when a uh, husband and wife situation. Wives must be in submission to their husbands, okay? So therefore, he's saying, submit to God. Get under God. Get under His authority. Get in a position in order under Him. Don't, don't get above the Word of God. Get rid of pride. Get rid of arrogance. Don't think you're going to be able to, uh, walk to walk and, and talk to talk to and, 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 uh, and, and, and be in the devil's uh, territory. You can't do that. You're going to either be in the devil's territory, you're going to be in my territory. You got to get rid of this worldliness. And He's saying, submit therefore to God. That's why the therefore is there. Now, once you start submitting to God, now you start resisting, resisting, resisting the devil, and he will flee. Now, that resisting is a, is a word that, uh, if I had my pharmacist here, they can tell you, but most of you, I have, I have our nurses here, uh, Susan. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Did y'all hear that, man? What? Chad, why you hit your mama? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> we have seven nurses here. Okay. I told Susan I was going to call on her, and she said, don't embarrass me and don't embarrass you. You know? I said, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Laura. I asked Laura. Okay. Uh, when, 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 um, when you want to fight against something, um, like a cold or something like that, they have a, uh, I don't know what's a medication or what it is, but you can get it over the counter, and it's called anti, an, okay, antibiotics, okay, and also it's another one that's called antihistamine, okay, what's, the, what's, what's that used for, antihistamine, is that used to, for allergies, and it fights against something, doesn't it, what does it fight against, In, okay, okay, fight against stuff, that, the germs and all that stuff, viruses, okay, what do you say? Pollen and all that stuff, right? Okay, it fights against. 
that the same English word and his is the same is really similar to the that's where the English word came from because the Greek word is the same. Okay, anti basically is from two a compound word. Anti means against, and hisme is to stand. Okay, so it's to stand against. So he's telling us the first step you need to do in repentance. Don't even think about trying to repent if you're not willing to submit to God. Don't even think about it. Because all you're doing is giving lip service. That's all you're doing. You're playing a game, you know. You got to submit to God. Once you get under His authority, and if you, if you're going to submit to God, you're not, you're not going to just submit just part of yourself to God. We're talking about submitting everything you got to God. He wants everything, you know. Just like Laura said, He, He doesn't, on the words again, He doesn't want part of you. He wants all of you, you know. He's not interested in, in a part. He's interested in all. So, so he says, submit everything you got to God. Everything, your, your, your will, your mind, your emotions, your talk, your walk, everything. Submit to me. Your children, the things you most, uh, most women, they do, that, that is dear to them, their children. Submit your children to me. You can't take care of me anyway. You know? Really, honestly, you can't. Only thing you can do the best you can. You know? Because anytime anyone goes straight and somebody starts blaming you, so I did the best I could, you know. They have a will, you know. Well, that's all you can do, the best you can. But God can do it all, you see. So we got to submit our children to God. We got to submit our mate to God. We got to submit our employment to God. Don't even worry about, you know, say, well, you know, times are getting hard. You know, I might, they might lay me off, you know. Well, so, that means that God has something better for you. You know, don't look at it as a negative, look at it as a positive. You have to think, start thinking positive. So we're going to submit ourselves to God, then we're going to stand against. We're going to stand against the devil. Jesus stood against the devil uh, when he was uh, driven into the wilderness by the Spirit, and he said, it is written, didn't he? He stood against the devil. Stood against him. We have to stand against the devil. Another way we're going to stand against the devil is that we need to put on the whole armor. Okay? The whole armor of God. Let's look at it in Ephesians. Uh, if you can, on easy worship, get, get Ephesians up there for us. In Ephesians chapter 6, and if we look at the armor, now watch, let's look at what it's saying here. We're going to start in verse 10 of uh, Ephesians chapter 6. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord, in the strength of His might. Really, this is like the strength of His strength. Don't try to stand, you know, strong in your own strength. You can lift all the weights you, you want to lift. It has no authority in the spirit realm. None. It said, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Now, if we don't have on the whole armor, how are you going to, in James, resist the devil? How are you going to resist him? He says, now you say, well, well, James didn't tell us to put on the whole armor. Well, James didn't tell you to put on the whole armor. But it's understood that scripture, you had to put line upon line, precept upon precept. You're going to have to hear a little there, a little. You're going to have to read the whole thing. And, and, and so, if, if you've already been told that you had to have a whole armor to stand... 
Then you add to it, James said that you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to resist against that devil. Then you don't, I, oh, let me go back to Ephesians because he told me something too. Put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. What are some of the schemes of the devil? Haul them out to me. What are some of the schemes of the devil? Okay. Okay, good. I think I can't hear you. Pride. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. Deception. What else? Lying. Lust. Envy. Strife. Gossip. All those things, you know. Fear. All those things. All those things are schemes of the devil. And he has plenty of them. He has plenty of packages, you know, that he wraps them in. Pretty, pretty packages. You know, and sometimes we, we, we fall for those packages because it's wrapped real good. And we think that, uh, well, I don't have fear. But we do have fear if we're not, if we're not walking in faith. You're fearing something. If you, if you can't walk in faith, what, what's wrong with you? You say, well, you know, I can walk in faith for my children, you know. Can you really? You know? Well, then why are you so concerned about them all the time? Well, I'm responsible. So we can use all these, these nice, pretty words, you know, that, that really uh, is just excuses that we know we have to re, re, be responsible, but then there's a degree where you're going to have to let things, you're going to have to pray and let God be God. That's what you're going to have to do. So we put on the whole arm of God that we may be to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, of the rulers against the powers, against the world forces of the darkness, this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Nowhere did it mention that you're fighting against John, Susan, Bill, Jane. No way. But, then, but that's who we fight against, isn't it? That's who we get offended at. We get offended at each other and other people and that we are fighting against flesh and blood. And he just told you our fight is not against flesh and blood. And we get bent all out of shape and wonder why, you know, we, we are not doing what we're supposed to do at the church. You wonder why James is saying what he's saying. He's saying it because the church is not in order. And so we need to get in order. And it's not uh, a thing that he's, he's, he's trying to uh, set you up to fall. He's trying to set you up to succeed. That's what God is trying to do. Then he says that, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist. Oh, that's that word again. That's the same word that, that you we had in James. Resist the devil. He says so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day. So, therefore, it's impossible to resist if you don't have on an armor. And all the armor, let's, re- let's read some of it. Stand having your lawns girt about with truth, having, on, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all taking up the shield of faith. See, all of us is the word of God. All of us is the word of God. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All of us is God. All of us is God. Then it tells us to, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, with the view of this to be on alert. To be on alert. To be on alert is that watch, watch. Christians are supposed to be watching. That's what we're supposed to be doing because Jesus in the garden, 
He left some of the disciples here. He went a little further, left three or more here. Then he went and he told them to chair. He'll stay there until he comes back. He said, I want you to pray with me. He, he prayed. He came back. They were asleep. He says that, could you not, what? Tear me one hour? What, what do you mean by that? Couldn't you watch with me one hour? That's what he meant. Can't you watch with me one hour? That same word. Can't you watch? Can't you be on alert? Stop being sleepy. This is a spiritual thing going on. If you don't, if you don't watch and pray, don't you understand, disciple, that you're going to be, uh, 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 denying me. You're going to be, uh, you know, running. You're going to be afraid. You're going to be out there. It will be the same way. The same way. If we don't watch and pray, it, it reminds you of, a, of, a. And back in the Roman days when they had soldiers up on the wall and everybody else asleep, you have slow soldiers and they have different watches that they, they, their soldiers are, are up there on that wall. They're watching. They're on alert. They can't sleep because they don't want the place broken into. You have to do the same thing for your spiritual house. Okay? And your spiritual, your family. You got to be on the watch. Let's go back to James. Our scripture memorization, first uh, verse, uh, first chapter 16 verse, don't be deceived, right, my brothers. Don't be deceived. The second one, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Okay. The next one, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Okay. Draw near to God. This drawing is, is this, this is, this is, this is a repentance now. We're talking about, we're talking about repentance, okay? Step one was, you have to do what? Submit to God, okay? You gotta submit to God. There's no submission. There is no, 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 no resistance. Okay, the next step is to do what? Resist. Okay, resist. It's very important now. Very important. We gotta remember. You got two steps in one verse. In the third, in the, in the second verse, here, there's eight. Draw near to God. That is a a, a a posture of where you're coming in the presence of God. You're saying, God, your word has pricked me. Your word has 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 hit me like thunderbolts, Lord. Your word, Lord, ha- has convicted me, Lord. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing things that I shouldn't do with my tongue. I know I'm doing things I shouldn't do with my walk. I know I'm doing things I shouldn't do, Father, in, 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 in uh, uh, not walking by faith. God, help me. Help me. See, you're drawing near to God. You're drawing near to God. Then he says that God is not going to say, get out of my face, you know. You know, you done messed up. He's not going to do that. He's going to draw near to you. Okay? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Okay? Then he says something. And I thank you, Zeta, for what you did, because you, did, you gave me an illustration. Zeta gave me this when I, when I came in. This little bottle. She said, hey, this is for cleansing your, cleansing your hand. I said, woo, this is an illustration. Praise God. Because I knew that one of the things... That you have to do when you, uh, <laughs> if you're going to get in the presence of God, and you can say, God, hey, you, your word has convicted me. I'm ready to change God. Change me, God. He's going to say, well, clean your hands. Clean your hands. This little bottle. Anybody need any of these? Clean hands? Yeah. 
Yeah. All of us do, don't we? Okay? Clean hands. And, and the hands is not really hands. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about clean your walk up, your life up. Clean your life up. Clean it up. You know? Clean it up. See? Then he says, and then he says, you sinners. Whoa! You sinners? No! Yours don't say that, do you? It's just in the New American Standard. What's yours say? Whoa. Who was he talking to? It's the, the, <laughs> the scattered abroad Jews, you know, the Christian Jews. And of course, we have some Gentiles in the church. You're sinners. Now, what sins is he talking about? Sins of the tongue, sins of being, you know, uh, uh, you know, partial and all those kind of things were named. Then he says, purify your hearts. Purify your hearts. Whoa, purify my heart. Okay. I've given you five. I think five. Step one in repentance. Submit to God. Submit yourself to God. Step two. Resist the devil and he will flee. He will flee. He will flee. What happens if you flee, suppose a lion coming here, you think y'all will flee? <laughs> yeah, we'll flee. So I don't have to give you the Greek on flee, do it? <laughs> I think you got a picture of fleeing, you know? Then number three, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Four, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts will be the next one. Okay? So we got three, four, and five in verse eight. That's not a scripture memorization verse. Well, you can if you want to. I think, I think y'all can remember that, can't you? Huh? What's, the, what's the first one then? Verse 16. We're not really see, my dear brothers, okay? What's the next one? You don't think y'all can remember this? Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, purifying your heart, he, he mentioned double-minded because, you remember he mentioned that in chapter 1, didn't he? Being double-minded. Unstable in all his ways. Un, uh, a double-minded person is like a, 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 a wave of the sea that's tossed and driven, you know, by the wind. And he says, don't, that man, don't you think that man, you're going to get anything from the Lord. Don't even expect anything from the Lord if you're going to be like that. So, now we're into the next one. Let's look at um, verse 9. This is not a scripture memorization for today. Be miserable. I call this like lamentations. Be miserable, it says here. And mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. Now what he's talking about here is that there's no time for giggling and acting foolish. You know, you have sinned. You have to realize that, that you want to be pure. You want to be more holy than you were before. In other words, that you have a position of holiness. You're in that position, but we're talking about actually walking that out now. And so there are degrees of sanctification. Is, is that correct, saints? So we want to move from one degree of sanctification to another one. So he's trying to tell them here that 
that if you, if the word of God convicts you, and I believe the word of God, as we've been reading through James, convicts us all. I really believe some of it convicts us all. It's not, I don't believe anybody going to come out of James without saying, oh, my goodness gracious, Lord, I repent. I don't believe it's anybody, me included. I don't believe it's anybody. So he's saying, be miserable and mourn and weep. See, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a picture of, of, of like somebody died that was close to you, and, and you, you've been to a funeral when somebody's like weeping uncontrollably. You know, they, 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 they lost their loved one, you know, unexpectedly. They're weeping. They're mourning. That's what this is a picture of. Saying. Then he says, let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy into gloom. In other words, you know, let your body language be that which it should be in your heart. You see? He, wants a, he wants our heart to realize that I have, I have need to be pure. Blessed are the pure in heart. Right, Asher? Blessed are the pure in heart. They share what? Okay. God wants a pure heart. Let's step six. Okay? Step one was submit yourself to God. Number step two, resist the devil and he'll flee. Number three, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Four, cleanse your hands, your sinners. Number five, purify your heart, your double minded. Number, number six, be miserable and weep and mourn and, you know, uh, let your laughter be turned into mourning, your, your joy into gloom. In other words, you know, really, lay men over this thing. And the last one, humble yourselves, number seven, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord. Make yourself low. Make yourself low. Not in, not in, in uh, getting on your knees, crawling, you know, like you're trying to get out of a house with a fire. No, make your, your mind, your will, your attitude your emotions, make them low. Don't think that you are something when you are nothing. Is that correct, saints? We're but dust. If it weren't for God, none of us would be here. If it weren't for what Jesus paid for, we wouldn't be here. Now, this is a picture of God loving his people. He's loving us so much, he's saying that this is a way of changing what I've been saying here over in, through James in the first four chapters, uh, first three chapters and part of chapter four, is that I want you to be cleansed. I want you to be purified. I want you to be holy before me. The first step, I want you to submit to me because if you don't submit to me, you're not going to resist the devil. He's going to wear you out. That's what he's saying. Do you believe God loves you? Sure you do. Well, we're going to conclude then. I'm sure somebody's ready to quote the scriptures. Don't everybody run up here at one time and have a stampede and somebody die, you know? (laughs) Okay, who would like to volunteer? Anybody?
Well, come on up, Ed. Praise God. Give Ed a hand. Praise God. Bold as a lion. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, we had really um, uh, two I wanted you to learn. Two I really wanted you to learn. That's uh, James one sixteen, James 4, 7. Uh, but if you did learn four, you know, if you did learn the one to draw near to God, if you did learn the one to humble yourselves, see, I didn't go over the humble yourselves before God, he would exalt you. I didn't go over that really. But, you know, uh, you learned one. Good. Okay, let's say it. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers. Give him a hand. Woo! Go ahead on. See? Okay, I need another one. Come on, somebody. Okay, come on up. Praise God. Matt. Let's give Matt a hand. Okay. I, I'm kind of cheating because this is one of my verses for uh, for uh, February, actually. So uh, James 4, 7 through um, 11. Uh, submit yourselves before the Lord. Um, draw, um, draw close. Or, or, submit yourselves before the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw close to the Lord and he will draw close to you. Um, change your... Uh, or, Change your happiness to sadness and your laughter to, to crying. Uh, well, mourn, grieve. Um, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, I think I'm getting all mixed up. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. Um, uh, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So. Give him a hand. All right. Praise God. Praise God. What's wrong with these ladies? I mean, I mean men, you are tough. You are tough. How about say, can I get some women in here that's tough, huh? You got to be tough in the spirit, too. Some, somebody, come on. Maybe a child. Maybe a teen, somebody, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Go ahead on. Yeah, strong. You don't have no needle witches on there. <laughs> <laughs> don't be deceived. Hey, give a hand. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. Hey, praise God. Wait a minute. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. All right. Praise God. But I don't have the verse. The verse 4-7 is the last one. Okay, that's good. 1-6-8. Give a hand. Praise God. Praise God. Now, you really should have a jump start on your scriptures. And you can do this in James. Um, I can call El Sam up here. He'd probably go through the first um, uh, eight verses of of James chapter 1. I say, but I'm not going to call him up here. Uh, but, <laughs> but really, um, I want you to really, as you're going through the scriptures like that, you know, we're on James. You know, get ahead of him. Go into James and start studying, you know, um, chapter 5 and see what it's, what it's saying because we're going to get into a lot of things in prayer in chapter 5 and things like that. Uh, but you can memorize some scripture by just going through it. Consider it all joy, my, my, you know, my brother's because what? Count all joy because when you fall into various what? Trials. trials or it says temptation to King James because the trial of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be what? Perfect, complete, and liking nothing. Okay? And if anyone like wisdom, what do you do? Ask God. Because God giveth liberally and upbraideth not. Upbraideth means that he doesn't find fault. And he will, he shall give it to you. Right? But if you're going to ask, ask in what? Faith. Nothing doubting. Because a man who doubts is like a what? Wave of the sea tossed to and fro. Don't let that man think he's going to receive anything from the Lord. Right? Okay? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That was two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So y'all, y'all got it. 
See, if you, if you go over the scripture like that, you're going to have it. You know a lot of James already. Let's stand to a feet. Father, we thank you. We like to have fun in, in, in church, Lord. Uh, yes, we're serious, Lord. Yes, we know that uh, James is, is telling us things that we need to do. Yes, we've heard the word of God. We've heard uh, the encouragement from the saints, Lord, uh, uh, from things that God has shown them, Lord, and, and all of us have been working together that we have to be just like the saints that uh, James was talking to, the, the, uh, the ones that got the 12 tribes that were scattered abroad. Lord, we also Christians also. We need to straighten up our lives, Lord. We need to get our tongues right. We need to Father, uh, not walk in the, in the world and, and being just like the world, Lord, doing everything the world does, Lord. We don't want to be like that, Lord. We need to repent. And we thank you for, that, for the steps you've given us to, to uh, repent today, Lord. How you want, you want clean hands. You want a pure heart, Lord. And you told us to draw near to you and you draw near to us. You're not going to turn us away, Lord. So we really thank you for that, Lord. Really thank you. Let me have a worship team come up. Not in the worship, I'm sorry, not the worship team, but the prayer Praise team. You. The prayer team is going to be here for you, and they, they, they would like to pray with you. Pray with you for any, anything, your children, finances, job, anything. They'd like to pray with you. But I also want you to realize that you need to get home in your own prayer closet, and you need to get right with God. Get right with God. Turn that laughter into mourning and then that joy into gloom and get serious about our tongues. He's not playing games, okay? He loves us and he wants he, he want us to have some effect in this world. That's what he wants.